0: inspiration and powerhouse pep talks Jillian style with a whole lot of truth and even more love join Jillian each week for morning empowerment talks uplifting interviews and the opportunity to create a life of fulfillment by discovering and stepping up as the true you let's shine Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to Morning Sunshine with Jillian Bolands. I'm so excited today, friends, because I have made a new friend, and I'm super excited to introduce you to Hannah Beer. Hannah helps creative women create the successful, love-filled, and freedom-based lives they desire. I mean, I've got more to read here friends because she's got an incredible intro, but just that in itself I know that you're ready to buckle up and listen in. So, Hannah is a successful is a soulful success coach, a family constellation therapist and energy healer, and she helps clients across the world heal deeply so they can turn into confident, radiant and powerful women who know exactly how to make the future they envision a reality. Oh, sister, I am so excited to have you here. Hannah, I do want to finish reading this, but I'm just like looking at you and so excited. Hannah is an expert at resolving family and childhood trauma and uses her clairvoyant gifts to support her clients in releasing any self-doubt and anxiety in the way of them confidently stepping into the bright future that's awaiting them. Um, I'm going to give you some plugs and give you the opportunity to plug yourself later on and I'll put them in the show notes of where people can find you. But Hannah, hello. Hello. Thank you so much for having me, Jillian. Oh, I'm so excited. And I am obsessed with your bio. It's amazing. How do you do all those things?
1: (laughs) Thank you. Wow, that is a deep question. I know, I don't right? know. Life <laughs> has led me here. <laughs> I love it. So
0: just if you wouldn't mind, just to give um, the listeners a background on who you are, because I know we're, we're going to pick apart all of those amazing gifts and opportunities that you have to share with the world through our conversation. So we won't even have to allow for you to say, well, I do this, this, and this. Like, could you just share with us who you are, how you got to be in your seat? What's your story? I'm so, so intrigued and super excited.
1: Yeah. So I guess what's relevant for me to, for you guys to know about me is that I've had a really rough upbringing. Mm -hmm. I come from a very traumatized family. Mm -hmm. I have experienced a lot of abuse in my life, both physical, sexual, emotional, mental. Um, and By the age of nine, I was anorexic. By the age of 14, I was in treatment with a psychiatrist and children's psychologist for PTSD, anxiety, depression. I had an anxiety disorder as well. And I just had a really hard time growing up. I felt very alone. I felt like wasn't lovable. Um, I was suicidal for most of my childhood. And it was just a really rough thing to go through. So at the age of 14, I started working with a therapist. um, And I stayed with her for quite a while until I was 18. But at the end of our time together, I felt like she had helped me basically keep going, but we haven't really healed anything. Mm. And at the same time, I have always been very sensitive. I've always been seeing ghosts and angels and energy and all that weird kind of stuff. Mm. Um, and I've just been really sensitive in that way and very creative. And, um, I've always wanted to do something very big and amazing and meaningful with my life. But when I graduated from high school and when I stopped working with my therapist because she was a children's therapist and wouldn't be able to work with me any longer, um, I wasn't sure if I could have that life. It felt like I was too messed up. I was too traumatized. Um, other people who I knew who had also, um, experienced really terrible things in their childhood and, teenage years, like they were addicted to drugs. They were not going to university. They had really big issues in life. And I had always kind of assumed that I was just going to die young, that I was not going to get very far in my life. Um, After high school, I started, I tried to find a different therapist and I went to all the therapists in town that would take on new clients and all of them rejected me. So they looked at my case file and they said, This is too crazy. We can't take you on. We're not um, trained enough to help you. Oh my god! And so this is basically where I started my journey of starting to learn about healing, starting to learn about why some people are are able to overcome tremendous trauma and create whatever they desire in their lives, and why other people seem to be defined by the circumstances they were born into and by what happened to them in their past. So. Until that point, I felt like I had always been half-assing life a little bit, Mm -hmm. so I always had really big dreams, but I also really doubted if I could ever make them happen, and in my early 20s, I had a turning point where I just said, I'm going to try it. I have nothing to lose. I'm going to try and heal. I'm going to try and see how far I can get.
0: Well, oh my gosh. First of all, I honor you so much for doing the work that you've done. Second of all, I'm so sorry about everything that you have been through and to to see you here looking at me. I know everyone is like I can't see her. We're on a podcast, but I can see her. And you're just so radiant and I just I just sense a deep sense of peace within you. And my goodness, thank God for it, right? Because You've obviously taken steps to heal yourself, but I just think of all the other people that you have had the, the divine ability to contact, connect with, and and allow for them to really start down their healing journey. I just so many people are are I'm imagining are feeling well, are are feeling healed because you decided to heal yourself.
1: Yeah. It took a long time for me to figure out how to actually heal myself because mm-hmm. when I first started um, researching, I, I studied Ayurveda and yoga. That's kind of where I started and then nutrition. And then from there on out, I went into studying NLP and the law of attraction and hypnosis and a lot of those things worked a little, but they didn't work well enough. They didn't really help me resolve my stuff. And then I started working as a life coach and I was an emotional healing expert. And it took a long time for me to get an answer to a, a very phenomenon that I was seeing with my clients. Like all of the regular healing tools that we have access to through being trained as coaches and healers, like in the self-development industry, a lot of those things were working really, really well on say half of my clients. Yeah. It came to me, they felt like they were um, procrastinating, resisting, like their life didn't look the way they wanted it to look. And at the end of our time together, they had fallen in love. They had moved across the country. They had started businesses. They had become really successful and the other half hadn't. Yeah. And it was really fascinating to me as to why, because I, I also counted myself to the second half where I felt like everything was twice as hard for me. Mm. And so that was a very humbling experience for me to try my best as a healer, both trying to heal myself and trying to help my clients get to where they want to go. And in the very beginning of my business, um, I, I realized that there's that, that there's just a missing link somehow. Mm. There's something missing. And I looked around in the self. development industry. And I was like, we don't talk about trauma much. Like we don't talk about about childhood trauma much. Every single client that I've worked with has experienced sexual abuse in some way. Like nobody helps us with that. Yeah. Yeah. That was going to be my follow-up question to that
0: is, I mean, all of these people, all of these trained therapists, like this is what they do are saying no to you. How do you then take that on for yourself. I just can't even fathom how hearing that no and still pushing forward to, oh, no, no, but I'm doing this anyway. How how did that switch flip for you? What was the decision-making capability there? What was the drive there?
1: Yeah, it was actually um, a very specific point in my journey that caused me, that caused, like you said, like the the switch to flip for me. Um, it was a winter night and I was studying in Germany. So my family's from Pittsburgh, but I grew up in Germany. I live in Amsterdam, Netherlands. Now Mm -hmm. I've moved a bunch of times across the world and Amsterdam is now my home base. But in my early twenties, I was studying fashion in Germany Mm -hmm. and I was a heavy drinker. Yeah. I I loved alcohol, I loved dancing, I loved electronic music because it felt like for those instances, I was able to feel free and I was able to feel uninhibited and I was able to just let go of those burdens that I was carrying around with myself. But um, at one night, it was in the middle of the winter, somebody roofied me. Mm -hmm. And I woke up in the middle of the night in an apartment where I knew nobody. Mm -hmm. I didn't wear any shoes. And it was really cold. And I didn't, I was like, I was just having a very terrible trip. I felt like shit. It was really so scary to me. And so I grabbed my purse. I ran barefoot across the city to my home. It wasn't a safe thing to do. So Europe is really safe. Like you can just be wherever you want to be in the middle of the night, wherever. But in that in that city, like it, it was a really dangerous thing to do to just run by yourself across the city, and it was really far too. And as I was running, having this terrible trip, and just thinking to myself, "What the hell am I doing? Yeah. What the hell am I doing?" Because I can blame my upbringing and my family so much, but I was doing that to myself. Yeah. I was not making a conscious choice to live. And in that moment, I thought, do you want to live or do you want to die? Like, what do you want to do? Either choice is okay. Just choose. Just choose. Wow, that's because, awesome. Yeah. I was standing with one foot in life and with one foot, I was like, nah, I was half-assing it and I was fed up with it. Yeah. And I realized I have nothing to lose. I have nothing to lose. And that was the last moment I had a drink.
0: Good for you. Oh, my gosh. Holy hell.
1: (laughs) Hannah, I just want to squeeze you. I wish you
0: weren't all the way across the world right now. I would give you a big hug. I know. Virtual hug, sister. So in that moment, what did that look like for you? Because here's the thing. We hear about those moments. We hear about that. I am at my freaking ground zero. I am at like rock bottom right now. And in those moments, like thank heavens, first of all, you made the decision that you made for your life, for the ripple effect that it will have, because we're having this conversation and it's going to touch some lives here, right? Like it's just incredible, but what comes next, right? Like you make the decision, but that doesn't mean I'm sure that later that day it's easy, or the following day, it's easy to stick with the decision. What, what was going through your head? What, what, what did that next 24 hours, week, month, year look like for you?
1: Mm, it definitely was not easy right after. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first thing I did was I went home and I thought about all the people who needed to leave my life. All That's of the cool. friends who just needed to go. Yeah. Who were really toxic, who were supporting my drinking, who were bitching, whining, and complaining, just as I was bitching, whining, and complaining, and blaming, and all that kind of stuff. And I stopped drinking. I really became vegan, Mm -hmm. like for real. I started living an Ayurvedic lifestyle. I meditated. Um, so Ayurveda is an Indian, an ancient like healing modality. Mm-hmm. So I was doing breathing meditations. I woke up before sunrise. I went to bed at a certain time. I was just doing a bunch of yoga, a bunch of meditation every single day. I was basically living like a monk and I, I, yeah, I just really turned inside. I did not meet a lot of people around that time. Mm-hmm. I just... I just did my own research. I ate in a specific way. I meditated in a specific way. After some time, people asked me if if I could teach them yoga because I was the only yoga teacher in town or the only person who practiced yoga. So people thought that was very weird and they wanted to learn about it. So I started teaching yoga workshops in the park. And after the workshops, people stayed and they asked me questions about their lives. They asked me like, why do you glow so much? Like, why are you so happy? Why are you so loving? Like you're so weird and different. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you've had such a rough life. Like how, how does that work? And at that time I didn't know that life coaching existed. I was really clear that I did not want to be a therapist in the traditional sense. Mm-hmm. And I started talking to people and after some time I found life coaching coaching online. And it was clear to me that I wanted to, that I needed to really make a big change in my life. And so I decided that I wanted to start my own business, that I wanted to study life coaching. um, And I decided to move to Bali, Indonesia. So that's what I did.
0: So cool. That must've been amazing.
1: It was wild and rough and intense and amazing. And yeah, it was everything.
0: Let me ask you this, what was did you have a happy point? Like I, I love so much that you said that you went inward, right? Because so many people think that we in, in order to heal, in order to feel happy, in order to reclaim really the life that we are meant to live, it's based on external validation or external sources or whatever. And I love that you said that you went inward. Do you remember having a moment that you were like, "Oh my gosh," that I, I am happy despite all I've been through, despite being at the rock bottom. I, I've created that for myself and I'm empowered in myself. Do do, do you have one particular moment or do you just kind of like feel like, Oh, that you like, you looked back and like, Oh, look what I did.
1: Yeah. I feel like the, for the first time in my life. Um, okay. So the first time in my life where I felt like I was really genuinely consistently happy mm. was after I worked with my family consolation therapist. Okay. She was the first person I've met in my life who was able to explain to me how things can be healed that are family and trauma and childhood related. So with her help, we went through all of the sexual abuse I had experienced, mm. all of the family imbalances, all of the war trauma my family had been through all of the rejection of my mom, rejection of my dad, um, emotional abuse that was just being being passed down in my family system, basically, like all of the abuse like yeah. we healed all of that in my own family system, and afterwards, I did not struggle with depression anymore, like no depression, no anxiety. My life still looked the same way, like I hadn't made big changes to my life yet. Um, but I felt so free. It yeah. was like a huge weight lifted off my shoulders, and I also felt like my body was changing yeah. like my nervous system because it, it, before that, every time i would I would go to the movies and there would be a war scene or something, mm-hmm. I would go into a shock state, like mm-hmm. my nervous system was so on the edge all the time that i couldn't handle loud sounds or flickering lights or mm-hmm. Anything like that. And for the first time in my life, like I could travel no problem. I could just go wherever I wanted to go and be okay with really loud noises, be around many people. I could talk to people. I could just really be in the world and be in my life and playful out in my business and love it and enjoy it. And it was really just because all of those burdens were lifted from me. And I never knew that it was possible to be this happy. I always just thought, I want to use my past to help other people, but I never would have expected that I could heal everything, like yeah. really everything.
0: Yeah. Can you dive in a little bit deeper there? Because I know that now you do that therapy, correct? Yes. Yeah. So what is that even... What does that look like? What's the difference between working with a family constellation therapist as opposed to the more traditional therapy? Why was that such a catalyst for healing, whereas other things hadn't done it for you?
1: Mm -hmm. So family constellation therapy was developed by a German missionary and his name is Bert Hellinger. So he was a missionary and he traveled to South Africa to the Zulu tribes and he was supposed to convert them to Christianity. Mm. But as soon as he got there and really saw their way of life, he was really astounded because people were so happy and Mm. so balanced. And every time there was something in the family system, like a big dispute or murder or rape, they resolved it so, so quickly. And the entire family system and everybody in that tribe grew stronger and Got more depth and wisdom and clarity through having had this experience. And he was astounded. And mm-hmm. so he studied their behavior. He studied like their unspoken laws of love. Mm-hmm. We call them the rules of love in family constellation therapy. And he studied a ton of psychology. Family constellation therapy is also based on a branch of biology that is called epigenetics. And it basically tells us that every family is connected by an energy field.
0: Mm.
1: And in biology, this energy field is called morphic field. So when biologists research birds, for example, and you can just picture a flock of birds flying in a V formation, every bird could basically fly in any direction they want, right? Right. But the energy field that connects this group of birds imposes order on the behavior of the individual and basically guides them. The same is true for humans. So we are also connected to our family system. So basically when we are born onto the planet, we get born into a family system, into a morphic field. And this morphic field directs our behavior. It directs our thinking. It directs who we are being as people, because without our family, we wouldn't be here. Our family are the people who gave us the biggest gift of all, which is the gift of life. Mm. So we follow them. We do life the way our family does it. We want to bond with them. No matter how dysfunctional our families might be, we still follow them, and we mostly do it in unconscious ways. So sometimes I get clients who've been adopted, and they still behave in alignment with their biological parents, Mm. even though they might have never met them. So they might get divorced at around the same age. They might have the same mental illness. They might have the same health issues. They might have the same issues in relationships. They might have the same money blocks, which is fascinating Mm. because they couldn't have possibly learned it from their family directly. Right. So there's also this, um, there's also this part where we get, in, we kind of inherit our family's patterns and our ancestors' experiences by being connected to our family system. Am I, I explaining that okay? Because it's are. a little bit difficult sometimes. No,
0: you are. It's so fascinating. So let me ask this question For somebody who has gone through the trauma that you have with your family, how do you – do you break free of that energetic field when you are doing your, your healing if they were the ones to have caused you the pain, have caused you the trauma?
1: That is a great question. So you will always be a part of your family system. Mm-hmm. There is no breaking free. You, you are – you will forever ever be a part of your family. Yeah. It's just that your ancestors have been through a lot. Mm. Like your family members aren't the way they are, you know, just because they want to be that way. Right. They've probably also experienced a lot. They've probably also struggled a lot. Right. And so this trauma is being passed down and down and down and down until it gets resolved in the family system. So we basically go into your family system. And we see where there are imbalances, where there are unresolved things like murder, sexual abuse, um, where somebody got rejected, where people are kind of missing from the family system, where nobody talks about them, or where somebody had a miscarriage and it wasn't fully processed. Mm -hmm. And we just go through all of that and everywhere people really suffered, but they never really received closure. Mm -hmm. We give them the gift of closure. We also give you the gift of closure. And when those wounds are healed, love can flow between all members of your family again, wow. and life force energy can flow again.
0: Wow, that's that's incredible. That is amazing, amazing. And that's the time for you in your journey that you you felt healed.
1: I felt so much better.
0: Oh my gosh, that's so. As you're. Tell me where, like within the timeline, had you started your life coaching uh, business yet? Because I know for it to be true for me that it's really difficult to help people. Work through things that I haven't fully healed yet, right? If it's feeling really raw, it's it's difficult to talk about. It's difficult to really guide people um, until you feel like, okay, I have a resolution for that. I'm at peace. Um, my friend, I've got a friend that says, if it's still hot, don't touch it right if it's still hot if you still have a lot of healing to do then allow for that healing to process for yourself before you bring it out there before you really share that that story because over time our struggles do become our stories right our mess becomes our messages to let people know that you're not alone i've got you i'm you know i i've been there too right so how do you or how did you navigate that world of I'm still healing, but I know that I've got a mission here?
1: Mm-hmm. I love that question. So in the very beginning, I was an emotional healing um, coach. Mm-hmm. So I was helping my clients with that. I was yeah. just doing emotional healing and I was doing life coaching. Yeah. And parallel to that, I was working with my family constellation therapist cool. to heal all of that kind of stuff. And it took quite a long time. Um, well, depends on what you would deem a long time. I think it was maybe six months of very consistently showing up for sessions, clearing, you know, healing all of my imbalances because my family system has was just a huge mess. Like yeah. everything that could be wrong with the family system was wrong with mine. Yeah. And there was a lot to clean up. And after I felt like I had cleaned it up, I made the decision that this was what I also wanted to bring to my clients—that that was the missing piece. And then I devoted some more time to studying, learning, practicing, becoming certified, and I basically developed my own method- methodology from there.
0: So brilliant, and I thank you for thank you for letting me go there and asking you that um, very specific question because. I think that it's so important. People often feel pulled to to coach or to heal or to mentor in some way, shape, or form, but they are still not quite ready because they haven't allowed for themselves the time. And we as humans want to hurry up and get there. For whatever reason, for our own peace of mind, but also because if I get through this, then I can teach the people, right? Like then I can have the business, then I can make the income. And it's like, no, slow down, take a breath because it's all working for you. And I love so much that you shared that you, you did, you were answering the first calling, but as any coach knows that if you stop learning, if you stop experiencing for yourself, then eventually you're going to become obsolete to the people that you want to serve. Because if you've got nothing new to teach, once you're through all your, all your curriculum, you're not going to be able to serve people in a new way. So I just love so much that you really participated in the evolution of that.
1: Mm -hmm. It's also an honor to to work with people. Yeah. I don't just work with one client. I work with their entire ancestry. Yeah. I work with all the people who are going to be born into that family system. Yeah. Many of my clients have kids. Many of my clients have families. Like yeah. it's, it's an honor to be working with their entire family systems. Yeah. And I just really wanted to be sure that I am trained in any way that I need to be in order to be able to support them in the way that they deserve to be supported because it is an honor.
0: Yeah, I agree. A hundred percent agree. And I think about that all the time with my clients, like, um, just the ripple effect for me, it's, it's, I want to help empower women to stand boldly and and beautifully in their truth and to speak lovingly to themselves and to understand that their truth that source of love within them is everything that's the light that's the the divine place that they have the opportunity to function within and i love knowing that yes that's going to help them take their life and everything their relationships their business their their sense of self, all of it to the next level, but even more so as we start speaking to ourselves more kindly, as we start making decisions that are really going to energetically and logistically support our being. That's impacting our children. My boys get to see me making decisions and speaking in a way that maybe I wouldn't have without my path taking me this way, without tapping into the love. And if they see me doing that, they will more innately be... Be able and recognize that to just be the norm, right? To speak kindly to yourself, to treat yourself with respect and on that deep, deep energetic level. And then I think about their children and their children, and it's just so profound.
1: Mm -hmm. It is beautiful. Yeah, because we don't just live our lives and do our work for ourselves, right? We do it for our children, we do it for the people we love, whether they're our clients or the people around us or the people who we feel connected to. Yeah. It's so beautiful.
0: And it's amazing to start to start thinking of ourselves as participating in a bigger part in the world. Right. And sometimes we get so caught up in like, just me, just me in this body, in this moment, but also you matter in such a grand scheme.
1: Oh yes.
0: Ah, it's so cool. I would love to switch gears because I know that you have really started to tapping t- you've really started tapping into the life of a modern priestess of the divine feminine. And I know that m- most of my clients just went like, or most of my listeners just went like ears perked, like, oh, that sounds interesting. What does that mean? I think that there's a lot going on within the, the energetic world and the spiritual world that people are starting to recognize like, oh, that's not just like something that like People don't talk about like it's starting to become more words like that, movements like that. I mean, and you and I both know it's it's divine energy and it's it's source and it's all of that encompasses us all. It's just starting to become more and more talked about, but perhaps isn't co- like common everyday jargon. So, can you dive into what that means, what you do with that? And I I know specifically for me, I am starting to really navigate the world of divine feminine in. A, a brand new, beautiful, exciting way. And so I'd love to get your take. I would love to, I would love to learn from you. And I know my listeners would love to learn from you on that.
1: Awesome. I love talking about this. Um, and I would love to get started with a little story. So
0: do. I love then, stories.
1: Awesome. <laughs> You're in the right place then. Excellent. <laughs> so when I was having a really, really, really hard time as a young teenager, I was also um, traveling to the UK quite a bunch. Mm -hmm. So I was a Girl Scout and I would travel to Jamborees to England and I would go on exchanges to England and without knowing it, I, I went there and I felt so good. Like all of a sudden for the week that I was there, it was almost like I was a different person back then. It felt like somebody switched the light on inside of me. Mm -hmm. I had never been so happy. I was so happy and healthy. Like I was eating. I wasn't anorexic for that time. Boys were attracted to me. I was just having an amazing time, just feeling so alive and happy. And I didn't know why. And England just kind of became my happy place. And then later on, I started having visions of being a priestess in Avalon um, lifetimes and lifetimes ago. So I saw myself living um, in, in a priestess sisterhood with other priestesses, and we were gardening and healing people and doing rituals and working with the seasons and um, guiding people and being keepers of ancient wisdom. So I started having those visions. And years later, it kind of started putting the pieces together because where I traveled in my early teens is um, around the area of Glastonbury in in the south of England. And this area is also called the Isle of Avalon. So um, for those of you who are familiar with King Arthur, his story plays in that area of the world. Um, so like he spent quite a, quite a good amount of time in Glastonbury on the Isle of Avalon as well. And while I was there, it was just a different kind of frequency. Like I put my body in that place part part of the world and I felt so good and it was just fascinating. And so I started remembering being a priestess of the divine feminine. And that also really explained to me why, I had all those intuitive gifts, why I had all those healing gifts, and why I was able to. So I've always been very sensitive seeing energies. And it it also, it it all really started to make sense to me. And a priestess of the divine feminine is somebody who lives in service to the feminine archetype in the world. Mm. So she is a healer, she is a guide, she is the medicine woman. Some people call us witches, some people call us. yeah. healers is, there's so many words for priestess, but to me, a priestess is really somebody who lives in service yeah. to nature, to other people, to the divine in yeah. that way. And then later on, my mouth is
0: like a gape looking, me. I'm <laughs> like, tell me more, tell me more. Can I actually ask you really quick before you go on, yeah. how would you get visions? Because we hear that people talk about that a lot. And you mentioned before seeing spirits or seeing spirits and seeing ghosts. Like how would these things come to you?
1: Yeah. It's different for every person. Some people know things. Mm-hmm. Some people just know, and it's a different kind of knowing. Yeah. Some people feel things, yeah, like with our bodies. Like, just I'm also very, I feel stuff oftentimes, like, um, I feel energy fields, like, even if I close my eyes, I can feel something, yeah. Um, but I also see things, some people hear, um, subtle energy. It's hard to describe, but I really see it. It's almost like if I now only look at you, I don't see my surroundings, but I can choose to turn my head and then I'll see um, my yoga mat next to me on the floor, for example. Mm -hmm. The same is true for angels, for spirit guides, for, I call them ghosts, which are really just spirits as well,
0: Yeah.
1: or auras and chakras. It's like I can selectively choose to look at them.
0: Is that, I know that, um, and, and I, I think I know the answer, although I'm learning a lot, but um, in your in your intro, when I introduced you, I said your clairvoyant vision, uh, I'm sorry, gifts. Can you speak to that a little bit? Because I know that these all intertwine and I just want the listeners to really kind of grasp what it is that you are capable of doing. It's amazing.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean when I say clairvoyant gifts. Yeah. To me, it's it's exactly the same yeah. thing. So clairvoyance to me is being able to see those things. Just like, just like everybody is able to see a tree. I'm also able to see subtle energy.
0: Amazing. Amazing. Is that a learned thing or is that a a gift that is innate in you? Is that innate in everybody?
1: I've always been able to do it very easily. Mm -hmm. It is something that I feel like some people just have more of an affinity for it, just like every one of us has strengths and has weaknesses, and those strengths are just things that are more fun and more exciting for us. Yeah. Um, this kind of stuff has always been very fun and exciting. Yeah. Generally speaking, though, I would say that it's definitely something that you can learn. So the more that you kind of heal and let go of your baggage, mm-hmm. the higher the electromagnetic frequency of your body will be, mm-hmm. and the, more, the easier it will be for you to see those things. Subtle energies. So, my clients oftentimes come to me and they tell me, I'm really not intuitive. Like, I don't know how you do it, but this is so strange. And then, after some time, they start being able to converse with ancestors that have passed away or they're able to invoke. Um, archangels, or they're able to also feel and sense energy. They're they start being able to clear their own energy. So being able to identify where something, where there's a block in their life, and they're able to remove it on their own. Everybody can learn it. I have never met anybody who wasn't able to. But obviously, since we're all wired so differently, for mm-hmm. some people, it's simply more fun to um, devote themselves to becoming more proficient in reading and Um, perceiving energy, because even our intuitive senses are so different from person to person. Yeah. Like you don't need to learn to see energy because for you, it just might be more fun and easy to hear it. That's Mm -hmm. perfect. Mm -hmm. That's so cool.
0: That's so cool. Okay. I took you off track. So back to the divine feminine. Let's go there.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So um, after my coach training program, I became part of a mastermind. And in this mastermind, we learned about the 13 moon archetypes mm-hmm. and this is so I always kind of think that I'm part of two priestess lineages one, one is my um, priestess lineage of the priestesses of Avalon mm-hmm. Um, And the other one is like my real life right here, Priestess Lineage, which is led by Ariel Spillsbury. And she basically downloaded the 13 moon archetypes. And the 13 moon archetypes describe different faces of the divine feminine. Mm. So if we think about the feminine principle in the world, we can divide it into 13 archetypes. So one archetype might be the Lady of Communion, She is um, the archetype, the goddess Artemis, for example. Mm -hmm. Um, She is walking through the forest and she has a bow and arrow. She's wearing a golden circlet and a green flowing dress. She is barefoot. Um, There are pine cones all around her and she has... Um, unicorns around her and horses, and she's very intentional. She is disciplined. She is the perfect blend of masculine, feminine energies. She is forward moving. She looks at the target, pulls back her bow, and well, she uses her bow and arrow to shoot the arrow at the target. Like she's that kind of like, even just hearing me describe her might already invoke some feelings. Like Mm -hmm. if you just pretend being her, you are different when you embody that part of being a feminine being Mm. or that part of femininity. And then there is also a completely different goddess archetype, which is the goddess of love. Mm. She's very sensual. She's very, um, soft. She loves chocolate covered strawberries and swans and she's very gentle and just, she's the goddess of unconditional love. Mm. So if you think about the goddess of love that might already make you feel different. And then to, um, change it up. Again, think about um, the crater destroyer goddess. Hmm. She is the goddess of fire. You can think of volcanoes. You can think of destroying things, of sustaining things, of rebuilding things, of the colors black, white, and red. Hmm. She is a completely different archetype. Even now that I talk about it, my voice is changing. Hmm. So we have so many different flavors of femininity inside of us. And through working with the 13 moon archetypes, we can reawaken every single one of those archetypes and you can have full access to your emotional capacities, to your mental capacities, to your physical capacities, your spiritual capacities, and you can basically be a whole and full woman in the world.
0: What does that look like? Um, really engaging with the thirteen, from 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 a human perspective, it sounds like, oh my gosh, how long does that take, and like how hard is that, and do you pull toward one more than than the other? And I just I would love to know kind of like the nuances behind it. That is just the the coolest sounding thing.
1: That's a great question. So every single priestess works with these archetypes differently. Mm-hmm. Um, The way I like to do it is whenever somebody comes to me and they'll say, "Um, I have trouble being disciplined. I have trouble getting my projects done. I have trouble taking my dreams and making them real, Mm. really real, tangible real, touchable real, income on my bank statement, real, that kind of real. Um, I, I will choose for them to invoke the Lady of Communion. The first goddess we talked about, the Mm. forest Anjanu. And I would lead them through meditations and I would give them the homework of wearing green, Mm. of eating mint and pineapple, of using her her prayer. So her mantra is, I intend, I empower. Mm. So I would have them recite that mantra every day. And I would basically have them pretend that they are her. Mm. which is them invoking that goddess and then something really magical happens and it's that the goddess shows up in their everyday life yeah and they become her because we are those different goddess archetypes anyway yeah it's just that if something in our life is out of balance if if there's something that's really painful for you or that's not working for you and you want to resolve it it helps to focus on um on expanding one part of you more it's almost like there's a neglected part of you and you focus on it and you allow it to get bigger and stronger and take over you a little bit more. And then you can resolve those imbalances in your life. Does that answer your question?
0: It totally does. And that's just amazing. So would, if somebody is coming to you and saying, I really want to tap into my feminine power more on a deeper level, do, would you walk them through each of the 13 archetypes and? And, and and talk about all of them, or would you just kind of say, okay, let's start here with one and then kind of work your way. I just picture you working your way through it, like an amazing cycle that encompasses all 13.
1: It is a cycle. I love that you brought this up. Yes. Um, I'm also being guided by the goddess. Like, my, like the feminine archetype, um, which we call the goddess, she guides me. in prescribing quote unquote different goddess archetypes to work with for my clients. So we don't do it all at the same time, but we will work with archetype after archetype after archetype. And we're going to start with the ones that are weakest or the ones that you need more of. And then over time, um, and traditionally priestess initiations, take decades, take an extremely long time. It is the journey of a lifetime. In my current lifetime, I am not an ordained priestess. Mm -hmm. I'm simply too young. I did not spend decades and decades doing this kind of stuff, but I'm I'm ordained in past lifetimes and I remember what I did back then. So I feel comfortable, um, also helping working in this way with other people. Mm -hmm. But, um, Really reawakening all of those archetypes and becoming a fully initiated priestess is, one, something that you will never fully do, Mm -hmm. and two, is something that is a beautiful, wonderful journey. Yeah.
0: That, actually, as you were speaking, I'm like, you know what? Like, that... And this kind of speaks to my evolution over the years because I have really tapped into the whole like, yeah, get achieving the goal, like doing the thing. Like that's really cool. But you know, it's even more cool if you enjoy the flipping journey on the way and if you have a good time doing it and if you are learning, right? And I mean- maybe learning doesn't inspire everybody like the way it inspires me but i know that if i'm constantly learning and growing i'm having a really really good time and yes i've got goals and yes i've got aspirations and yes they will come true but until they do i'm not going to like sit here pouting i'm going to enjoy the process of creating them. And so as you're speaking about that I'm like that's just so cool to be able to have the experiences of tapping into different archetypes at different times because inevitably as a byproduct you are growing stronger, you are growing more whole, you are really diving into that that feminine realm that is which you seek to be fully healed but you don't even need the full the 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 closed circle i guess in order to feel completely healed if you are enjoying the process of healing along the way
1: mhm that's just my I thought i <laughs> love 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 this um yeah having fun is the most effective stuff to get shit done if yes! you want something fun thank love you. it enjoy it
0: oh my gosh thank you i'm just going to write that down that's going to be the quote of the podcast having fun Friends, you write this down too, is the most effective way to get shit done. <laughs> when, did you, when did you feel comfortable tapping into that, Hannah? Because I mean, I, I can imagine that someone with your traumatic background, tapping into fun may not have been easy along the way. And I don't want to put words in your mouth, but when is it that you kind of recognize like, oh, actually, I get to have a good time with this?
1: Oh yeah. Um, For a long time, having fun was just not my focus. It was like my life was on fire, and I needed to take care of that. Yeah. Um, I feel like joy and fun and feeling at peace and feeling full of love and full of appreciation is a natural byproduct Mm -hmm. of having your wounds healed. And for a long time. Especially during my coach training program, people kept telling me, Don't be so serious, be more lighthearted. You need to like relax a little bit more. But I was in the zone. Like, I was like, I need to fix my shit. Yeah. And I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I'm fully focused on that. I know that my phase of having fun is coming, Mm -hmm. but right now I have tunnel vision. Mm -hmm. Right now I need to fix this shit. And then, like it was just impossible for me to force myself to have fun. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't having fun, yeah. but it was in a way, it felt good to take care of what needed to be taken care of. Yeah. And I feel like now, oh my God, I'm playing all the time. Like I love going to a co-working space where there is a ping pong table and I just play ping pong with strangers yeah. or I go, I travel a ton and I have so many friends staying with me all the time and I'm just I have a ton of fun in my life, but I also have the capacity for fun. Like there's no fires to put out all the time. Like there's no um, half of my energy going to things in the past that were really painful. It's just that I'm, I'm completely focused on the life that I'm creating in the future. And I'm completely focused on where I am right now. And I have the capacity to enjoy it. So I guess that would be my, my answer. I couldn't have had more fun earlier because I was just not, I was not there. But now life is really easy and awesome. Oh my gosh, sister. I love it so much. Thank you for sharing
0: all that with us. Holy moly. Can I ask you a couple fun questions as we wrap up here? Do it. Okay. Yes. Yay. So what what are the things that you do for self-care? To take care of you because you've learned a lot, you've grown through a lot, and you guide people and that can be it's the greatest gift, but it also can be draining of your energy. So what do you do to make sure that you are restored and your cup is full?
1: Oh, so much. Um I feel like being a priestess isn't such a big part of my work mm. it's more my way of life yeah um it's me having my entire home feng shuied mm. to the max mm. it's me sleeping with crystals all around me mm. it's me anointing myself with essential oils every day it's me meditating 2 to 3 hours every day cuz i love it it's me being surrounded by my angels at all times it's me doing work that gives me energy that i love like i am happier after a client session or after an interview with you. I'm just so fortunate that every single area and every single thing in my life benefits me now. And that is my standard. I want every single thing in my life to bring me joy, to profit me, to bring me love, to make me feel good. And I went through my entire life to make sure that that's that's the case. So self-care to me is the way my life is designed.
0: Yes. Oh gosh. I love that so much. Thank you for sharing that. Um, some of your favorite books of all time.
1: Since we talked about priestesses, yeah. I would love to also give you some priestess books if that's okay.
0: Oh, please do. Cause I'm sure everyone is like about ready to hop on Google anyway. So if you would, that would be amazing.
1: I know people do that. Um, I have to say our priestess wisdom is being passed down orally Mm -hmm. from priestess to priestess or we sing about it. We tell stories about it. And so the books that I'm recommending are fiction. So I love the book Gaia Codex by Sarah Drew. So beautiful. Mm -hmm. So beautiful. And The Mists of Avalon by Marion Zimmer. And yeah, those are really beautiful, beautiful books. If you're into priestesses and uh, the legend of Arthur and you just want to live a more sacred, feminine, flowing kind of life, those are so beautiful to read.
0: Oh, I love that so much. Thank you. Um, What is your, if you have an hour to spend doing whatever you want, what are you doing?
1: Ah, jumping on a trampoline. Oh my gosh, you're the cutest. I love you. (laughs) Or surfing, but I think I would go for the trampoline first.
0: What if you brought your surfboard on the trampoline, had it on the beach, and then jumped into the water with the surfboard? I'll take that. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so awesome. Hannah, where can my amazing listeners follow you? Where can they connect with you?
1: yeah my website is hannahbeer which is h a n n a b i e r dot com And on my website, you can find a bunch of free resources. I have my Soulful Success Formula, which is basically my methodology. So it's going to take you through the first steps that you can take to live a really beautiful, deeply healed, wonderful, happy kind of life. It comes with family consolation healings. It comes with energy healings. You can also download my daily energy healing meditation, which I recommend people do, um, to start healing deeply. And I also have a podcast, which is called mystics on a mission show that you can find on my, on my website. If you want to listen to that. And I'm also on Instagram and you can find me at Hannah free spirited. Awesome. And friends, I will put that all in the show
0: notes to make it super easy for you to connect with Hannah, because I have a feeling that many will want to, and will want to just soak in your incredible energy. Hannah, thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Jillian. I had a great time talking to you.
0: This was so fun. And I have to ask you one more question because this is how I end all my podcasts, but what are you grateful for?
1: I am, right now, I am so grateful having had the fortune of spending this hour with you. Me too. Me too. So grateful. I had, I really had a great time. Thank you yeah. so much.
0: Yeah, this is cool. And I, I can't wait to, sorry friends, but I can't wait to press the the off button and have a, a little closing with Hannah myself. Um, but I'm sure that if that leads anywhere, then I will share and Hannah will share an amazing, amazing Friend, thank you. Thank you for being here. And I just honor you so much. I honor all that you've been through and thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. Thank you so much, Jillian. Okay, friends. Good morning. Thank you so much, my amazing friends, for tuning into this episode of Morning Sunshine with Jillian Bolands. And I have a question for you. I know that the content in these episodes is hugely helpful for you, and it's hugely moving for you. But it kind of brings up the "but now what?" question. The How can I take this to the next level scenario in your mind? And I know that to be certain because ultimately it was listening to podcasts like this that really lit my fire and helped me to think bigger picture, truer picture that led me down the road of launching this business, living my life in congruence with my soul's purpose. And I want to offer the same to you. I know that through the number of services that I offer, one of them is exactly what you need right now to move that needle on your life on your business, on your relationships, on your worthiness forward. And it is really important to me to be able to offer you all of the different options so that you know what is available to you. And the best way that we can do that, friends, is by hopping on the phone for a free consultation, a free one-to-one girlfriend soul chat about what life and business looks for you and which tools that I have within my world that I've created for you are going to best help you to amplify that, best help you to take it to the next level. I have a beautiful academy for those who are just starting off, just ready to launch their business. I've got a mastermind for those that are at the next level or are ready to up-level in a big way and be surrounded by a tribe of women who are, doing that self-discovery work. And I work one-to-one with clients who really need a little bit more and yearn for a little bit more of that direct soul-to-soul contact, but also want the beautiful crazy, amazing relationships that come from being a part of tribes like the Mastermind and the Academy. So if you're interested in talking about which of these services is the best option for where you are currently and where you're ready to go, let's hop on the phone please head to www.jillianbolands.com forward slash contact. We will be in touch immediately upon receiving the request for that consultation. And we're going to set up a 30 minute time to chat and get to know each other so that I can begin coaching you for free and then guide you to the opportunity that's going to allow for you to energetically invest in yourself in the way that will best suit your needs and allow for you to step into the empowered version of yourself. That is going to show up in this life in a huge and massive way. I'm so excited to connect with you again, jillianbolanz.com forward slash contact. I can't wait to chat. Good morning.